0: Today's episode is brought to you by Bloody Buddy. Yep, that's right. We're going to talk about menstrual cups. Have you ever tried a menstrual cup? Well, I have. I'm here to say that I have. And I love it. I love my Bloody Buddy cup. The Bloody Buddy cup is a reusable menstrual cup that uses the highest grade of medical silicone. It's easy to insert, easy to remove, and completely comfortable. Although there have been a few pregnancies in between, I've been using the Bloody Buddy cup for about like three years now, and it has given me period freedom. It's changed my life completely. And you might be thinking, Mary, that sounds like super dramatic. That sounds like you're exaggerating. No, it is completely life-changing to have your period and not be thinking about it. It's completely life-changing to have your period and not have to run to the bathroom every three hours to change a pad or a tampon. Unlike pads and tampons, you have to change once every three to four hours. You can keep your bloody buddy in for up to 12 hours. So not only will you be saving yourself so much time by not excusing yourself all day to go change your pad or your tampon, and so much money by not having to run to the store every month to go grab whatever you need, you'll also be doing the environment a serious solid by cutting down on all that waste because your bloody buddy can be used for 10 freaking years. 10 years. And if you've tried other cups in the past and had some issues with them, well, have no fear. The bloody buddy cup is different, I promise you. It is perfect for beginners as well as seasoned menstrual cup users. What makes a bloody buddy cup different from all the other cups on the market is it's easy to open design. It has patent pending wavy grips at the bottom, a pincher bulb at the bottom of the cup to help you with, you know, easy removal when it comes time to change your cup out. And of course, it comes in a bunch of super cute colors, which is, you know, very important, very important for a menstrual cup. So go to bloodybuddycup.com, use our size guide, pick out a cute color for your cup and enjoy the period freedom. And you can use our code WannaChat for 10% off of your purchase. Again, that's code WannaChat for 10% off of your purchase at bloodybuddycup.com. All right, now enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Okay, I'm so excited. I start that way, like I start the show off this way, every single show where I'm like, I'm so excited. I'm here talking to somebody that I'm excited about. But have I ever meant it more than I am this moment? Never. I feel like my words aren't really making sense. And it might have to do with the fact that I'm a little nervous because I'm talking to the wordsmith herself, Brandolyn Haynes. Hello, Brandolyn. <laughs> What an introduction! Hi, Mary. Brandilyn is a copywriter. That's true, and which has wh-
1: nothing to do with
0: copyright law. You're you're not a lawyer. You're not. You're not a lawyer. I cannot help you with a trademark. I think I might have to change your name in my phone to like Brandilyn Esquire. Like, isn't that what like lawyers are called? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But, I accept.
1: I accept the new title.
0: Yeah. I'll be like I. My friend's a lawyer. Like when I. Threaten people, which I do all the time.
1: Anyway, when I'm on an airplane,
0: if they're like, Is there a doctor
1: on board? I'm like, No, but I'm a lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I'm
0: a copywriter, which has nothing to do with copyright law. Let me just preface. (laughs) Um, This is a Wendy's. (laughs) Anyway, hi guys. We're here to talk about Evermore. One year later, it is the one year anniversary of Evermore. What a year it's been. What a year it's been. And back in the summer, Brandolyn and I got together and we talked about folklore and all of our feelings one year later. And it was a very beloved episode. So here we are trying to recreate the magic and talk about evermore. (laughs) Take me back to this time. Close your eyes. Picture yourself. It's December 10th.
1: December 10th.
0: You've lived through December 10th of 2020. 2020. You've lived through uh, some some hard stuff pandemic wise some stuff you wake Honestly, up it, it was you... such
1: a strange like well I just felt so lucky that we got folklore like that was just so unexpected that it, mm-hmm. it just felt like lightning striking twice it definitely wasn't like as raw as folklore Because mm-hmm. I was like okay we just did this a few months ago but But also in some ways more unexpected
0: because we had just had one. That's what I was about to say. So I remember like waking up and I like, I checked my phone and I had like messages and everything. And I was like, what in the world is going on? Quickly realized another Taylor Swift album. And I was shocked. There was
1: alerts set up for her posts because I was awoken in the middle of the night. I I (laughs) should. I mean, I do
0: think I did have post notifications like turned on, but I wasn't woken in the middle of the night, but it was very exciting. I had like a two month old at that point. And I think I remember like I just missed the announcement. Like I was like up with her at 5 a.m. and then I like went back to sleep. And then if I had only just stayed up for a little bit longer, I could have experienced it a little bit longer in the moment. Anyway. But I, there was a little bit of talk that something was going to be happening. Like, Dumois had, like, kind of a lead that Taylor Swift fans were about to be very happy. Yeah. And this was right after the Long Pond sessions had happened. And people were thinking that it was just going to be some other kind of, like, live performance thing. Yeah. Or her continuing, like, a Grammy campaign. Because when she wanted to win the Grammy for 1989, she like went to the Grammy place and she like performed the songs. That's when she did like the good wildest dreams on the electric guitar. And then like the piano version of out of the woods. And so that's some what... of my favorite performances of hers. Yes. So there Those was are something... like my
1: comfort YouTube videos, like bad day
0: out of the woods. Truly. Or like when she explains blank space. So good. did you ever discover the, how, how you get the girl one? No, that one was released like a year ago, randomly. Oh, like, like they were holding on to it.
1: Oh, I should go watch that one. I feel like that song is so unexpected in 1989.
0: Yeah. It's not like, anyways. I don't reach for it ever, but it's, it's a fine song.
1: No, I liked it at first because it was very nostalgic. Taylor Swift to me. Like it had a very. You know, first couple albums vibe. So at first, I was kind of like, okay, I feel like this is like a little, um, a little safety net, you know, because it, it was like her first pop album. And I was like, well, here's a little bit of a little throwback vibe.
0: Especially so now knowing part. the red vault tracks, like the, um, it sounds very similar to the very first night, you know, like, mm-hmm. so she was kind of like on that track. Anyway, I'm getting off track. I know. But when, like there was some kind of tip that Taylor Swift fans were going to be very happy. So the Swifties knew that there was something on the horizon. And I don't think many people guessed. It, like it wasn't like how it is today where somebody thinks that there's going to be the third album released. Right. All the well, time. and
1: I was going to say, I feel like now I've almost gotten jaded with that kind of thing because there's always like, well, these dates add up to this and it's a Friday and it's this and it's that. And so there was a bird that flew across the, when she was recording this interview at this time like Mm -hmm. April
0: 30th has scarred me for life and truly when I think about easter eggs especially all the ones that came from like the I bet you think about me video and stuff I'm like I cannot remember the last time an easter egg was right unless it was right Mm -hmm. in our face like I cannot well
1: I also think that it's uh Well, I was going to say a carriage before the horse, but I don't think that's the correct analogy, but I remember hearing her say, or maybe it was someone just guessing that like the fans would guess about all these Easter eggs. And then sometimes she'd be like, yeah, yeah, that's the one, even Mm -hmm. if it like, wasn't something that she had planned. (laughs) And sometimes I think about that now when people like get all, you know, yeah. Guessy about numerology or, um, you know making connections and stuff that sometimes I wonder if she's like oh yeah yeah that that would be a good date too mm-hmm.
0: really it's like that or- she is a creative genius and she's given us so much but about the easter egg thing I often feel the same way when I'm in like Facebook fan Taylor Swift groups or on TikTok and stuff and people are talking about how much like Taylor Swift, loads of fans. And like, I just know that she's like looking at all of our TikToks and reading these kind of posts and she's just laughing so hard and all this stuff. And it's like, she's probably, she's probably not, she herself is probably not like up at night concocting with like a conspiracy whiteboard. Right. All, all these like Easter eggs and stuff. Like, she does have like a team. I believe that like maybe she does comment on people's TikToks and stuff. Yeah. But, like, I don't, that stuff is like so managed. I'm getting way off topic. Long story short. I was shocked and surprised, especially because I didn't think it would happen again. But also when, when it was announced, I just assumed that it was just going to be like folklore B sides, which one could argue that it kind of was.
1: Yeah.
0: But I thought you. It's definitely um, different from folklore, and it's yeah. It's been said many times, and I agree with this. Folklore is a better album. Evermore has better songs. I,
1: yeah, I would probably agree with that because I feel like, I mean, just talking about albums as a whole, like you were just saying about um, how you get the girl. It's like not a song that you reach for. I feel like the album as a whole is not one Mm -hmm. that I pop in my CD player, but yeah, the songs that I do love on,
0: evermore. I love them very hard. Yeah. Like I, I've come to the point now where I don't have any skips on folklore. Like I'll have songs that I'm not in the mood no. for hoax still hasn't like grabbed me, but I'll still listen to it. Oh, and um, hoax was like my favorite right out the gate. I think I said that just to personally attack you because I know it is your ha! <laughs> 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 I still don't like it brand.
1: Um, I think but- it was the first lyric video that I watched for folklore kind of randomly. And I was so struck by the lyrics for some reason. I don't know why. I have no like personal connection to that song, but I just thought it was so beautiful. And usually, I don't even think sad things are beautiful. I don't know. I love hoax. I stand by it. I will fight you to the
0: cliffside on see, this. Like it's a fine song, and I don't skip it. But like on Evermore, there are songs where um, I don't think I've listened to them more than three times through. Yeah, you know. And we'll get to those. So anyway, I guess yeah. we could just hop in. This will. Okay. Hopefully for brand's sake, um, and my own, you know, I do have things to do. Um, hope I think that this will be a shorter chat uh than our, our um folklore discussion for a couple of reasons. Okay. Number one, yeah, like there's just more skips on this album. Mm-hmm. And number two, we have less context for yeah. these songs. So it's um very there's only a couple on this album that are like. Somewhat autobiographical, yeah. There's no through storyline like how we had in folklore with like the Augustine or
1: yeah, Augustine is that what we named her? Because like, what is it, Dorothea and Tis the Damn Season are connected?
0: Yeah, but I feel like that was almost even kind of like an afterthought. Where yes, I was gonna say, but the
1: ones that are, it's not like a start to finish storyline. Yeah, like Like there's not
0: much, much, much to do. Deep into, but then the ones that there are something to dig deep into. There, there's. And see, there's this some is. Meat. I feel
1: like you have more of that backstory on some of those like deep dive
0: ones than I do. So I'm excited to hear about those ones. Okay. I'm excited. So, and then also one last piece of um, missing context is we don't have a long pond session to go off of. We do have the Zane Lowe interview that she did um, for Apple Music where she went over some of the songs. So we do have a little bit of context to, to go off of, but not nearly like as much as we did with Folklore. Um, but I guess we could just hop into it from there. Okay. So track number one is Willow, which was surprisingly my number two most played song on my Spotify wrapped, which oh. was shocking to me. Do your kids like it? So Piper does love it. Okay. The only thing I could attribute it to was that it was the first song on the album. Oh So yeah. then like, if I'd play the album, then it would go on. And I think gold rush was like my number three song. Yeah. And we did listen to gold rush a lot, but I was shocked that like tis the damn season wasn't higher. Cause I listened to that one so many times.
1: I don't I know. I not
0: listen to tis the damn season a lot. I am not going to lie. Okay. Willow. We, we'll I have to stay on yes. Track. yes. Willow. And again, not much to say. It's a fine song with a weird video.
1: The video was not like that exciting or striking to me. Um, Her,
0: Taylor's videos are very hit and miss in the way where like when mm-hmm. they're hits, like I mm-hmm. do not like the song, Look What You Made Me Do, but I oh, will but watch video. that video. If it comes, if it's on my suggested, I will sit and I will watch. I will
1: sit and watch it. And, like, and it's entire.
0: finished. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I remember like the, a day or two days after it came out, I call, so I call things like this best friend tax because they're things that I know my friends don't care about, but I'm like, it's best friend tax. You have to pay it. Like you have to sit and listen to me talk about this. Mm -hmm. And I remember pulling a best friend tax with Erin because she was not like a huge Taylor Swift fan. And I remember being like, I am so sorry, but like, I have to word vomit about this and you have to sit and watch this video and let me pause it every three seconds and like point at this like dumb snake wrapped around a teapot or this one dollar bill in the bathtub or what like you have Mm -hmm. to sit and listen to me talk about these things and she was like
0: wow this is crazy no that's crazy yeah cool (laughs) so like Um, the
1: the willow video was not that i honestly even though i saw um the like dancing like all the comments that said that it was devil worship the scenes of them in robes dancing around the fire i liked that part i didn't it didn't like make the video but i was kind of like oh it kind of fits with the song truly
0: i don't think i could recall any facts from the willow video but i do like the song
1: i like the song i feel like lyrically it's a very like i feel like for any other artist lyrically i'd be like wow this is incredible for taylor swift i feel like it's
0: Mm -hmm. it's
1: a It's like a standard, like a Taylor Swift.
0: For some reason, the like the, hey, that's my man. I was just like, all right, all time Taylor Swift. Just like it it was like a very true to Taylor Swift type banger slash lead single Mm -hmm. where I feel like we hear time and time again. She releases a lead single and it's like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. This is the worst song on the album.
1: I was going to say, then you hear the whole album and you're like. Oh, like I feel like I hear the lead single and I think oh shoot and then I hear the album and I'm I'm like wait okay no this is fantastic why was that the lead single
0: And I think that it was a great album opener and I don't think mm-hmm. that anything else on the album is, except for possibly Gold Rush could have been the lead single um, or could have been the lead like the opening album like the album opener
1: I think Yeah. Gold Rush would have been a fantastic one, but she wouldn't, she wouldn't have chosen Gold
0: Rush. Yeah. And also I think that Gold Rush was a cut from folklore specific song, especially because it has a word folklore in it. We'll get to it in a minute, but anyway, that's below. I really do like it. Don't know how the heck it ended up on my, my second song of the year, but I have a lot of questions about my Spotify wrapped, especially you know, the lack of Burnham on it. It makes no sense to me because it it did nothing but listen to the
1: lyric that I know a lot of people like. And I think Taylor Swift herself really likes it that I don't love is the I come back stronger than a 90s Oh,
0: oh, I cringe every time
1: it does. It does not fit in the song. It feels especially strange in the music video. I do not like that. That line like it just does not fit in the song. And I feel like people think it's so clever or like on the nose or timely or whatever, but I just, I don't, I don't like it.
0: Every so often Taylor Swift does something that's just like, so cringy. And I know it's her, like, I know it's her personality. Yeah. And not, I, I mean, like I do a bunch of cringy stuff too. I'm, I'm only human, ever. you know, <laughs> but um, it's kind of like the same as her doing like her weird TikToks where they're like sped up and like, they're very like Elder millennial, where it's like she's on and she's like trying to do the TikTok thing and whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, oh, like that's cute. That's, that's like, yeah, that's the vibe that I get from I Come Back Stronger Than the 90s trend. Same yeah. with, um, we were like the mall before the internet, it was the one place to be later in Coney Island. We'll talk it about feels, that. Yeah, where I'm like, you really thought you were doing it there. Anyway, it can't hate on it, but if I could take it out of the song, I would. I would take away the whole bridge if we didn't have to have that line. I would throw it all away.
1: Do you know what other lyric of hers I think about all the time and it drives me crazy and it's not from evermore. So I have to make this quick because, but in bad blood, she says, if you live like that, you live with ghosts and it drives me crazy because why not say you love like that you live with, go-. like, the live feels
0: so repetitive to me. It's one of those things that every time I listen to Bad Blood, I'm like, what? It's just, I don't like it." Honestly, just throw out the song Bad Blood. I think that that I think that Bad Blood got like the worst spot on the um, every Taylor Swift song ranked like master ranking from Rolling Stone. Really? I still need to sit down and like relook through their new ranking, yeah, because um, they finally just did all the Evermore songs with the bonus tracks and placed them all over. But I think that that one has been the solid worst song for years. And they started ranking these with, um with red. And then okay. after 1989 came out, there was like a new worst song. Anyway, that was Willow. Not my fave, even though Spotify nope. says that it is. But then next we have a gem. And all time great. Champagne Problems,
1: which was written by William Bowery.
0: What do we think his real involvement is? I don't know. I do. I mean. She loves that man. Yes. She does love the man.
1: And. I think there is like a poetic narrative to the whole. uh The whole like, oh, don't date Taylor Swift or she'll write songs about you. And then now she's with someone who writes songs with her. Like, Mm -hmm. of course, there's this very like artistic
0: justice in that that I love. But then I'm like, but how calculated is that? And is he really like, so she describes this much like she describes the the Betty situation where she just like heard him playing the piano Mm -hmm. one day. He was just like cranking it out. Then he had like the whole first verse. Mm -hmm. mapped out and then she just added on and they like collaborated together and it was so natural i'm like but did he though did he because if so that's great but it's it all seems like a little fantastical and like and i don't one believe that they'll break up and two i don't want to see them ever break up no No. never but i do think that the only i don't even want to say positive because it would be so sad if they ever did But, like, when Calvin Harris and Taylor Swift broke up, that's when we all found out about the, uh, like, Nilla Songbird thing, like, where she ghost wrote for him. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's when the truth would come out about the William Bowery thing. And it's especially weird, too, because he retroactively got the Grammy Mm -hmm. for Folklore. Like, Mm -hmm. he wasn't on the album credit. Right. And then they, like, retroactively did it later. Right. It's very odd. Anyway, champagne problems. It's
1: because they wouldn't give it to a pseudonym, right?
0: Yeah, so he, like, wasn't eligible under the pseudonym. But then, but he was still, like, on the credits for the album. Like, album of the year goes to blah, blah, blah. Then it did say William Bowery. Mm -hmm. But, like, there was no award to be given. Yeah. Yeah. But now he just got the songwriting credit. And I don't know if that, like, affects his earning potential or anything. I don't know. But... Champagne Problems, a beautiful song. Love it. Probably the F word that hits the hardest in her whole entire catalog. Yeah.
1: And I think we talked about that in the Folklore mm-hmm. uh, podcast, how, like, how hard this bridge hits. Um, honestly, the line, like, your mom's ring in your pocket, my picture in your wallet, like, oh, it just, it makes me ache. It's-
0: I need a Netflix. Okay. First of all, like I need a Netflix holiday mini series based on tis the damn season. And then I need some kind of something movie, whatever it is based on champagne problems.
1: I couldn't handle it. Honestly. Like I don't, I always joke that I like won't watch anything that people say like, Oh, it just made me cry the whole time. I'm like, no, won't go there. That's how I would feel about this. I'm like, I cannot watch some Ernest Chalamet get his heart broken.
0: It would just be Saoirse Ronan just being like on that hill. Have you ever seen like the fan cams on Twitter? I follow this account or not on Twitter on um, TikTok. I follow this account where it's like folklore just like set to movies. There's one specifically for Twilight. No, I have Um, not seen these. (laughs) I know. I know that you don't love that. But I
1: like, see oh I don't mind Twilight, but I've seen a lot of Taylor Swift TikToks, but I have not seen these. They are... mash
0: them up with everything. Like I don't watch Gilmore Girls, but like I know the story. Yeah. Like I know like Logan, like I know like enough cultural references. They love to mash it up with Gilmore Girls. They love to mash up champagne problems with um with little women. Ah. Uh, they love to mash it up with again like Twilight, love to do notebook, love to do um. There was even one uh, that was Cliff from Bring It On, and Cliff from Bring It On is one of my favorites of all time.
1: I would be very into so that.
0: It it's great content, and I will just find a bunch of them and I'll just post them on my TikTok roundup this Thursday on Thank my you. Instagram. There you go. Anyway, I love that. Champagne What's problems, your Instagram handle, song. Mary? At I Just Want to Chat Podcast. Thanks oh, for uh, asking. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Thanks. I'll be, be sure. You can also along. find it on uh, TikTok, where I am slowly going through every taylor swift album and saying what each song is about and people have been loving them and people have been hating them and when i say people i mean harry styles fans that uh (laughs) can't bear the thought of taylor swift and him together um anyway champagne problems a beautiful song not even one that i feel like i need to see live like i feel like this song should just live on the album she will perform it live whenever she does
1: I feel like seeing champagne problems live would be like seeing dress live, which I was, would have been fine without, like, didn't necessarily need to see dress. Yeah. Live. Like, well, that's a whole separate conversation because the dress performance was very confusing to me, but that's kind of how I feel about champagne problems where I'm like, I'm
0: I'm fine listening to it on the album. Yeah, like, I feel like it could just live by itself. Remember when she, like, didn't even perform all too well that much? Like, it was just, like, something that was just, like, for the fans. We just had, like, this little version of it. I'd be fine not hearing Champagne Problems live all the time. Although that little snippet that she posted of her singing it and getting the lyrics wrong was very cute. She just did that, like, a week ago. Right after it got Grammy nominated. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that is champagne problems, a beautiful song, an all-timer. Also, I'm playing In with my a nido, and
1: I don't know if it just made a sound.
0: It didn't. Okay,
1: but let the record show I am if there are any squishing noises, I'm playing with a nito
0: What would you sorry for yawning? What would you be worried that people thought like that you were picking but like what uh well it kind of sounded like a fart. Oh okay. I'm like, what are you trying to absolve yourself? Now, of? I, like, you know, hey team, you, just so you know, you know, I've never like farted, squeaks, not even. And once. you're like,
1: I'm not farting, and then you try to do the sound again, and it doesn't do it.
0: <laughs> yes. Now I'm, I'm trying to make it fart, so you can see what I was talking about. But I'll use my imagination <laughs> and I'll figure it out. <laughs> okay, that sounds so sassy. I'll figure it out, you idiot. Anyway, um, let's <laughs> picture of like a fart sound i i actually have never did in my life okay so i don't know anyway let's talk about gold rush gold rush one of my faves one of my faves let's start this off with a debate first of all background on gold rush it is the only song on the album that jack antonoff um produced because during this time he was busy doing lana del rey not doing that sounds gross he was Ooh. <laughs> he was making her music and lord's um critically panned solar power um we've got um, no love and no grammy noms
1: uh okay gold rush has one of my favorite lines in the whole album
0: what is it
1: which is i was gonna sing it i'm not gonna sing it but that i don't like that falling feels like flying till the
0: bone crush such a good line if she was anybody else like that line would have been like the focal point of a whole song of something like it's a, oh. such a like a prophetic yeah. line you know yeah but when you're taylor swift it's just like a throwaway so it's just like a i'll just throw yeah. it in there like yeah. Oh, oh yeah verse two here we go
1: verse two fallen feels like flying until the bone crush yep. next
0: <laughs> whatever um lyrical genius but we have to talk about a great debate okay with my Eagles t-shirt hanging, with your Eagles t-shirt hanging on my door? It's reverse. my Eagles t-shirt, I think. Let me look. My Eagles t-shirt hanging on your door? Yes. Is it a Philadelphia Eagles jersey or t-shirt or the band, the Eagles? Oh, I
1: always just assume the band.
0: See, I've always figured, like, she's, she's in Philly. And it's like some kind of football thing. And Swifties are very divided on it. But I mean, I guess oh. you would never call a sports shirt really a T-shirt. You would just call it a jersey. Yeah. But it's very device- yeah. Like, And if you are trying to pin meaning to the song, where, again, this is just one I think that she came up with the concept, she wrote a song. Yeah. With very rare There's no real autobiographical songs on this album. Just a few sprinkled in here and there, Um, but placing Philly is like a helpful clue. And there have been um, pictures of one Harry Styles in both a Eagles, the band, and Philadelphia Eagles oh thing like when he was like there for like one direction like long ago like he threw something on it's a big debate
1: i I love um when people post the picture of joe alwyn with his hair like completely crazy in the wind have you seen this and then they put that lyric over it though with your hair falling into place like (laughs) domino
0: no but i love that I Um, i love it
1: although i hate that line like i don't i don't feel like it's clever Like hair dominoes. It doesn't, I I don't know. It doesn't I like it.
0: I like it. Let's debate it. I like the I like the lyric. Anyway, I I think would have different
1: I would have used different imagery there.
0: You are a copyright lawyer, so I should respect you.
1: I have passed many bars in my life on walks and
0: (laughs) I've I've seen the bars. That was a stretch. Anyway, Gold Rush, an amazing song. Love it. The, mo- the best, um, like the most well-produced song on the album. And again, not a huge Jack Antonoff super fan, especially before folklore. Before, before folklore, folklore, I was like, don't let him touch anything ever again. I remember
1: you saying that. Actually, I think you said that in the first podcast interview I was on, which was, perhaps you will recall, we talked about Pete Davidson. Before the days of Ariana Grande. We did? I yeah. don't
0: I don't recall. What did we say about him? What what year would this put us in? 2018?
1: Um I'm like, why was I on the podcast? I was on the podcast to talk about something.
0: 2019, my son was alive.
1: It must yeah, have been a Taylor Swift thing. And now I can't remember what, but I remember we talked about Pete Davidson because I really, really was like fascinated by him when he first joined SNL because he was like the first cast member born in the nineties. His dad died on 911. Like I was fascinated by Pete Davidson when he joined SNL and we talked about him. Now I'm gonna have to listen to that episode
0: again because it's been years and I hope it's like still on there. I, have I know to, it was I'll defend
1: it. It was um OG. It we was were just OG, like way ahead of the curve.
0: We we come back stronger than the nineties trend. That's what we do. Um, we were like them all before the. Internet. We were like them all before the internet.
1: Okay, anyways, but I remember you say I think you said that in that podcast interview that um, we were talking about, like, oh, we want another album from Taylor Swift, and I remember you were like, but without Jack Antonoff's hands on it.
0: <laughs> yes, I um, I he's grown on me a little bit. The all too well ten minute version. Wish it was produced by anybody else. Like that was like my only complaint about it. Like, oh really? I wish it would have just been more of a truer to the original. Although, like, I don't know anything about music, so trying to make a interesting yet cohesive sounding ten minute Mm -hmm. piece of music has got to be hard. So I understand that they would have to like kind of switch things up and that things went all like meld together. But didn't love the production, but loved all the other content anyway gold rush is one of my favorites on the album i love gold
1: rush and i feel like we cannot talk about gold rush without at least just giving benny drama yes brief loving shout out to benito skinner
0: (laughs) i think about it every time him in the trench coat on the hillside looks like a scene from little women (laughs) in the sweatpants the sweatpants the
1: peacoat the hoodie like this hand throwing like I can't, I can't talk about Gold Rush without lovingly mentioning Benny
0: Drama. <laughs> A true angel among us. True. A true pop culture icon. I love him. Sorry, He's team the best. I just yawned. Oh, okay. we ummed at the same time. Okay, next. My favorite Christmas song of all time. Tis the Damn Season.
1: Tis the Damn Season, which is not my favorite song on the album it
0: the opening just like the opening like instruments just that guitar I guess Mm -hmm. immediately I hear it and each time I get sucked in every single time I'm like I'm gonna go on a journey (laughs) it makes me feel like nostalgic for something I like have never even experienced I think that's why I don't like it honestly like because it's too good at that and it almost
1: makes me like well like I said I don't usually seek out sad things and the line you can call me babe for the weekend. The ending, like I'll go back to LA and uh what is it? Let's see. I'm back up the
0: bridge. I could go, I could do without because she did tie in like the whole like to the friends who write books about me if I ever make it, blah, blah, blah. Like. She could have just kept it on the relatable streak, but then she like, But that was the, the line that I was going
1: to say that kills me is the one that where she says, "The heart I know I'm breaking is my own mm-hmm. to leave
0: the warmest bed I've ever known." Love that part. That's I like. Ugh! Literally, it takes me back every single time. The I'm road like,
1: not taken looks real good right now. Like, there are a lot of lines in this song. It immediately
0: I, like makes me just like remember, like, leaving Provo, where I like went moved after high school. To go like visit back home and I'd be like, Oh yeah, I'll like I'll go to like these dumb like parties with my old high school friends and stuff. And then just like <laughs> thinking, like, what would have happened if I would have just like stayed? And like, what if I just like yeah. kept like kissing this one random boy and like what would have happened to my life? And blah 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 blah. Um so like it makes me feel like nostalgic for something that like never happened in in a bad way, in a good way, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it just it paints such a clear it's such a well-contained story like i want a a netflix series about it yeah i don't know who
1: or an all too well 10 minute version style short film
0: yes give me give me give me um what's uh lana candor am i pronouncing her name correctly lana or Lena? Um, from tall, the boys I've loved before, I haven't heard of any new projects on the horizon for her. So I'm now creating this one for her. She gets to start in the tis the damn season, something, whatever it's going to be, whatever it's going to be next up. We have tolerate it. So tolerate it. Um, I have a theory about this one that is not grounded in reality at all. Okay. But so Taylor Swift on the Zane Lowe interview, she said that tolerate it, is about how she was reading the book rebecca which first of all i'm going to call a little bit of bs on because you were watching the netflix show. yeah i was like you were you were <laughs> watching the movie you were watching army hammer or, the cannibal before he turned into the cannibal was it a netflix show or was it a movie it was a netflix movie okay okay it was like lily james army yeah. hammer like 2 months before all of the cannibal stuff like got released and She's on there talking about like, oh, I was reading Rebecca. You watched the dang movie. If that. My theory is truly that she got an advanced copy of The Crown Season 4. It fits too perfectly with the Charles and Diana timeline and the story. It fits too perfectly, especially when you watch like the fan cams because people have matched up the crown season four with that. Yeah. See, I don't watch the crown, so I am used to here. Uh, I truly because like it all happened the crown season four got released like two weeks before Evermore came out. I think something okay. around that that time. in just the story, everything and tolerate it is truly Charles and Diana. So I feel like if it was inspired by anything, I mean It's a lovely thought to think that she was just sitting there reading Rebecca, not watching Army Hammer, reading the book. I think
1: perhaps that Tolerate It is in this album to me what hoax is to you in folklore.
0: Yeah, you just like skip it. It is. If you're not invested, it is
1: long. It's long. It's just not my Mm -hmm. like, it's such a bummer.
0: It's. (laughs) And I have read a interesting take on it before where after the Miss Americana documentary, you know, mm-hmm. she talks about how, um, or like the theory is, is that like part of the story of tolerate it is about like her dad, where it's just like, I'm doing all of this to impress you. Oh yeah. And yet like you- you're you still wanting more, you know, yeah. just like whatever. The thing I read, I wish I could like remember where it was, it was probably in a group or Reddit or something, but it was like a very convincing theory. So I do think about that all the time, but mainly I think about Charles and Diana and the, I choose Camilla speech from season four. If you all remember the most notorious uh, piece of monologue or dialogue from, uh, from the crown season four. Anyway, that's Tolerate It. It's a good one. Unlike a nobody no crime. Did we need, did we need no body, no crime?
1: We already. It wasn't in, necessary. In the universe, we already have.
0: Earl had to die. Exactly. That is my p- opinion to a T. We didn't. Do you it. think
1: that nobody body, no crime is linked to tolerate it?
0: No. Maybe oh. now that you mention it.
1: Okay, I was going to say that was I've seen that mentioned that like but honestly I think if they were linked I don't think they would be side by side on the album.
0: Yeah. I I don't think many things on this album are linked or grounded in reality or anything. Yeah. Um uh,
1: I feel like Nobody No Crime didn't I just think it did too much. I think it was too much, um, maybe exposition. I just think it was too much like, uh, storyline. I think it could have been like, I love the, the concept of nobody, no crime with cheating, with murder, with, you know, these things, but I feel like they could have been maybe a little more, uh, or maybe a little less specific about it. A little I, less Earl had to die about it.
0: I think the best thing about Nobody No Crime is the fact that I believe that it gave us nothing new with Phoebe Bridgers. Because I think that nothing. I think that nobody no crime was a straw that broke the Swifties back when about like Taylor Swift never giving women any verses ever. Like women have been featured in her music time and time and time and time and time, and time again. Um and
1: they she's have never the yeah,
0: she's never given them a, yeah. a verse, you know? Yeah. So I think that this was the one that like people were very angry about it. They were making TikToks, etc. So I think that that's why she was like, Okay, I need to get a female artist. See, and I me, didn't really feel
1: that with new. no body, no crime. I for sure felt it with, um, uh, why am I blanking on the song? Um, The, the chicks.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's always been the same. Every time she has a woman, a woman, Kobe Calais or whatever, Maren Morris, yeah. they're always just doing a little bit of background vocal to her.
1: Um, yeah. Like if it hadn't mentioned that the chicks were in that song like you would have never
0: never known
1: it's not like uh it's not like uh i'm blanking on all of these song names it's not like exile where you're like okay wait who's singing with her you know like you would have
0: just thought it was her background singers and And it's the same with
1: Hane here Mm -hmm.
0: and i think it's also the fact that like two men got featured spots and also kind Mm -hmm. of Marcus Mumford where he was singing background, but you could like definitely hear him and you knew it was him on this album. And yet like she brings her best friends and even the thing about nobody, no crime is Taylor Swift made it so easy to give the parts to them Mm -hmm. because she goes, she said, that's not my Merlot on his mouth. That's not my jewelry on his joint account, whatever. Uh Literally she hands it to Haim, 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 Haim. She hands it to them, and then she still sings it. Yeah. It's it's like, it was right there. You could have just done it, yeah. you know? Anyway, yeah. so I think that it gave us nothing new for that. I say thank you. Anyway, number seven, we have happiness. Do you know the what? story about happiness? What? Do you know the story about happiness? Um, the It's about Abigail? hmm Yes. A theory that I always thought, like, oh, you know, um, would be nice, but is it really you know who who really knows for sure um but then the the new engagement post like really sealed the deal so long story short to recap taylor swift's best friend from high school abigail redheaded abigail from the song 15 from 15 she was married photos
1: of taylor swift as abigail's
0: maid of honor yes She was married for a while. She was with the guy for a total of seven years. And then they Mm -hmm. got divorced. So people thought that. Well, and Taylor
1: Swift was like, didn't she throw their engagement party? Yeah. Like she was there for like she she was at their engagement party. She was in their wedding. Like I feel like she was she was a part of it. Yeah, she was around for a lot of their Mm -hmm. relationship. There's a lot of Abigail appearances. And Taylor Swift's like Instagram posts and
0: stuff. In and that like time, Miss Americana and everything. Like they've yes, they the remained like, very close. Matt, the photographer. Mm-hmm. So they got divorced and everybody did kind of assi- assume that this was about Abigail. And then mm-hmm. Abigail just got, recently got engaged again on November 25th and wrote, Thankful for my man, my life, and this happiness heart. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. And that ties into the line, there's happiness after you. Mm -hmm. So anyway, it's very sweet. The song is a little long. I love this song. It's a little Um, long, but I do like it.
1: I love it. I love it. Um, Lyrically, it has like a personal like soft spot in my heart and with like different people who I've talked to about faith transition things. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've thought about it in that light a lot. Um
0: I really love this song. Yeah. I, I think it's really beautiful. Um I um and I love the bridge in it. I was and again, just gonna say
1: the bridge is rough. It's another like one
0: It's another one of those songs where like if it was anybody else, she would take one of those lines and construct the whole song in it. But this song is just full of throwaway lines that are just mm-hmm. a Tuesday for Taylor Swift. Like, it's just normal. It's like, yeah, I guess that's what I get for seven years in heaven. Like, yeah, it's so, you know, not to pin two women against each other or whatever. But if this was like a Katy Perry song, one of those lines would have been like the lyric of the song. Yeah. And this one, there's so many to go over. Dorothea, a song I've listened to maybe three times. I don't really Oh, I can't listen to it. I'd, like, I don't even like it at all.
1: Oh, I don't. I, I I mean, for sure, it's not my favorite, but I like it. I think it's sweet. Um, I love the line about the pageant or skip in the prom just to piss off your mom. It, I like that line. It,
0: it's cute. It's like uh, that scene in Glee. I mentioned this the last, uh, my last podcast. Did you ever watch Glee?
1: Uh in the beginning not near the end
0: there's that scene where uh they're all like performing in the library trying to like get in trouble like they want to be seen as like bad kids and so they like did some like sexy song in the library and the librarian just strolls over and goes that was very cute that's a, that's how i feel about dorothea like okay that was very cute you, you should perform that at my church that's what she says um, Oh my gosh. anyway that's my review of dorothea um, do you
1: think it's linked to tis the, tis the damn season? She says it's it's linked
0: to tis yeah. the damn season. Maybe it is. I would have yeah. to listen to it more to to really run those parallels, but I have no desire.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I just think I think thematically like they're similar. There's, mm-hmm. you know, where there's kind of a small town, someone who's left, someone who's, you know.
0: And she says that the like that's what it is about. Yeah. But I've really gotten to the point with Taylor Swift where I used to listen and listen and listen and listen and listen to her music until I loved it all. And then I think around reputation, when I like decided I like I just didn't like reputation, like there was a lot of stuff on there that I just didn't like. Where I just decided I love enough of her stuff. So if it's if there's something that I just right. don't like, then I just I don't like it. it. And then I'm done with it, you know? Yeah. Anyway, so that's Um, how I kind of feel about Dorothea.
1: Well, and I know you're impatient to get to Coney Island and that's fine because I don't know anything about Coney (laughs) Island and I'm ready to talk to me about Coney Island because I, it's like, it's not going to skip for me, but it's not like. Coney
0: Island is a rich text. Okay. Hit me. This is, so we're what? We're nine songs into the album at this point. And this is the first one that we could even look at and say it's autobiographical, unless right. we're to inferred, like the weird tolerated dad connection. But other than that, nine songs into the album, she hasn't mentioned her real life once. Mm-hmm. Coney Island, I pulled up the lyrics. Um, the, uh, the overarching theme is that she's reflecting on past relationships. And past things that have happened to her in, in various relationships. It's very um, Tom Hiddleston heavy, and okay. like he gets verses dedicated to him, and then later on, other people just get like lines thrown away.
1: Okay, um, there's a birthday party mentioned, so
0: I'm always like, okay, did someone miss our birthday party? Yes. We know <laughs> who could it be. Anyway, so the Tom Hiddleston folklore, if I may use that term has always been, like, she ditched him. Like, she used mm-hmm. him a little bit. Like, they had a little bit of fun. She possibly used him. She ditched him once Joe came around and then just mm-hmm. dropped him, dropped him. Um, so that's kind of where, like, the, um did I close my fist around something del- delicate? Did I shatter you? Because everyone's always this picture that Tom Hiddleston has just been, like, this, like, broken dude after the mm-hmm. relationship. Like, chewed up, spit out. Mm hmm. Um, and then, um, uh, the, the question pounds my head. What's a lifetime of achievement? That's throw away. Um, if I pushed you to the edge, but you were too polite to leave me and do you miss the rogue who coaxed you into paradise and left you there? Will you forgive my soul? Were you, um, when you're too wise to trust me and too old to care. He was a lot older than her. Okay. And she just kind of took him on this ride, the iHeart T S of it all and everything. And then just dropped. I them. just
1: watched a series of TikToks about um
0: publicity relationships. Those those are all fake. They're all fake. What are her video and her stance on many of them?
1: Oh, really? Do you know who I'm talking about?
0: Yeah. There there have been two people that have really been on this train. And I know that it's like very fun and very funny for them. But if they actually, I don't want to sound like I'm on my high horse, but the only thing in my life I really know about are like celebrities and pop culture. There's women supporting women, but they're speaking out of their butt most of the time. And like they're going off of these sources, like from NT, NT from Crazy Days and Nights. I made a TikTok about it. Kind of like debunking all of his stuff. NT was reliable. I've been reading celebrity blind items since I was in middle school. Like I've been li- I've been reading Crazy Days and Nights and Blind Gossip and Gossip Cop um for, for my conscious internet life, you know? <laughs> yeah. Something happened around 2017-2018 with the rise of the Morning Toast podcast. Mm-hmm. Where the Morning Toast, they were like me, they loved crazy days and nights specifically they love blind gossip then the toast had all of these facebook groups i'm still in they -hmm. had all of these facebook groups and the guy nt the because he would sign his things like entertainment lawyer like that Mm -hmm. was his his like credibility the guy nt running crazy crazy days and nights was looked at as like a god Mm -hmm. and then he just started churning out crap So before the things were maybe like seven out of 10 times verifiable at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. but then for money and attention and everything, Mm -hmm. he starts just throwing crap at the wall and hoping it sticks. He was churning out like triple the amount of blind items that he normally was. He was throwing gay conspiracies at everybody. He was throwing PR conspiracies at everybody. He was throwing drug conspiracies at anybody, everyone, and then every so then his credibility turned to like three out of 10 times he was right. Right. Yeah. Anyway. So then a lot of their sourcing about these PR relationships, like Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian, they're not a PR relationship. I truly think that Kim Kardashian is like mortified to be with him. And I think that like, <laughs> I like, she's like a mother of four. She's like studying to be a lawyer or whatever. She's, he used to be engaged to Ariana Grande. And like, that's just like below her, you know, she was like dating like van, uh, van jones before this there she's not doing things like that for publicity like nick and priyanka they that's confirmed they were a pr couple from the beginning Mm -hmm. like they were shared like management and whatever they were paired together for the met gala and it probably started off that way and then maybe they have a genuine relationship i don't know but it was just to break her into like the american market that one is true everything else no No.
1: so the main thing though that that made me That they pointed out that made me that like, just kind of made my wheels turning that I honestly just hadn't thought about before. And I know this is probably very obvious to someone like you, who is like a connoisseur of (laughs) this kind of thing, because I am, I don't follow a lot of pop culture, um, by my own admission, but, um, mostly just how much a couple is photographed that like, that she pointed that out that she was like, um. Like, how many photos do we have of Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn? Like, they're very few and far between, versus how many we had of Taylor Swift and Tom. Like,
0: but I feel like so, there's so much context that goes into it. Tom right. and Taylor were pre Kanye call, they were right. pre Kanye reputation.
1: Yeah, she was still in her like hosting Fourth of July party.
0: Like, and, and that was like still squad time and everything. So like, yes, like maybe there was a PR aspect to it where they were both like, we're both two celebrities and we can capitalize on this, but I don't Mm -hmm. think that there were like two managers in a room somewhere twiddling their thumbs and forcing them together like voodoo dolls.
1: Yes, I would agree. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know enough to have like a firm stance, mostly just from the, just from thinking about like how much they were photographed together is like interesting to me that I'm like, that like thinking about that then versus now, I guess. And just mm-hmm. like you said, context, but um, anyways, yeah, that's, that's what I keep thinking about yeah. lately. Whenever like Tom Hiddleston comes up, I'm like,
0: so then there's like another Tom line where um, after our favorite, the mall before the internet, the mall before the internet, like, uh, the mischief that gift wraps, suburban dream, sorry for not winning you in our catering. Where it's like, sorry that like you weren't the one I ended up choosing in the end. Like, sorry that like you didn't get the prize. Bummer. Um, But the bridge is where it gets really interesting. Okay. I'm gonna go off facts first, and then I'll go into my my theory about one of the lines. Um. So, or I guess I'll just go with my theory first chronologically. So, in this bridge, to she references a bunch of her old songs and a bunch of her old exes just in this one bridge. Um, The one this line, no one's ever been able to like pinpoint it down, but I think the, were you waiting at our old spot in the tree line by the gold clock? I think that this one is a callback to drew from teardrops on my guitar. Like her very first, like, Oh, okay. Whatever. Because there's this old MTV, um, like, interview thing of, like, walking through Taylor Swift High School and stuff, there's this, like, huge, like, clock tower, um, okay, and, like, she talks about, she's, like, this is where I go and I hang out with my friends, um, like, we all, like, meet up, like, before lunch, and, like, this is where we meet up, and then, like, we go over wherever, um, and I think that if she, she's starting this whole list of, like, okay, like, this whole bridge, starting with, like, the, X, whatever that's right, like at all songwriting. X, like ground zero X. Yeah. yeah. So though were you waiting at our old spot in the tree line by the gold clock? Did I leave you hanging every single day? Um and then Jake Gyllenhaal, Hall. Were you standing in the hallway, say, hallway with, with, the with big a big cake, cake? Happy birthday. So again, Jake Gyllenhaal, Hall, which we especially know now, after right. The as if there was any question before, but that's definitely Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal. Hall. Did I paint your bluest guys the darkest gray? That is John right. Mayer yeah no it's John Mayer oh wait I was dear John of- where it's like you um you painted me blue skies and went out and oh turn turning- them to gray I was whatever thinking whatever of says. the line in red where
1: she says losing him was blue like I've never known missing him was dark gray all
0: alone it it could be but it's um you paint me a blue sky and then go back and, and turn then it turn to it rain to I think is a lyric, but it, but the painting. Yeah. Okay. Is, is so that's John Mayer from Dear John. Okay. Um, okay. a universe away. So then passing time. Um, when I got into the accident, the site that flashed before me was your face, which was her and Harry and out of the woods, out of, out of the woods, uh, RV or, or ATV accident, or if you're on TikTok, the vehicular manslaughter incident. Um, that's like a popular conspiracy theory. And then I've the,
1: like only briefly heard about it, but it's I'm just like, funny. I, it's yeah. it's
0: it's not your real. Um the podium but when I walked is- then last up we have Calvin Harris, but Calvin when I walked Harris. up to the podium, I think I forgot to say your name. She did not thank him um, at the Grammys. She like she won for album of the year for 1989. She went up and then she just made the whole conversation thing about Kanye. Like she went up and she said, and if this um like and I want this award to show that like if anybody ever tries to take credit for your talent or your accomplishments remember, yeah. that line and she didn't mention him there. And then there was well, another notable time.
1: Recently mentioned her.
0: Yeah. And she did mention him at like there was another speech where she mentioned him and he, yeah, like an iHeartRadio something yeah. or another. But basically she forgot to mention him. And he had like later said that like that hurt. Okay. Um, so the, uh, but when I walked up to the podium, I think I forgot to say her name. Um, and, and then people say the, sorry for not making you my centerfold is again about Tom Hiddleston where it's just like, he was very like into her. And then at the end she just like ditched him, uh, when it became like convenient. So anyway, it's a rich text, a rich text once you tapestry. Like, take, the, take the time to dissect it. And I really do think I'm to something with the drew thing. Let me just say, let me just say, anyway, I believe Island, a great song. Also, I really do enjoy the national. So yeah, I liked, I liked hearing the other destiner on that one. Um, next we have Ivy, a horny song. No other way to say it. Uh, <laughs> it's a good one, I guess. But it's just another like. I like. I actually prefer the clean version. Have you ever heard the clean version? No. The lyrics that she has to add in to make it clean, add this whole other like life and meaning to the song. Oh, I, I really need to look like it up now. I um yeah. Let me look up the clean lyrics just like so I could read them. Um. Like instead of saying like it's a sorry guys, I like, I don't swear that often. Um, The, uh, it's like the, instead of saying like, G, 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 D. G- okay. G- G- oh gosh, 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 damn. It's really like the God part I'm like refusing to say. That's fine. Um, you can, anyway. This is your podcast. <laughs> it's my uh podcast. So instead of saying like, oh yeah, it's a fire. It's a GD blaze in the dark. She goes, it's a violent blaze in the dark and you started it so yeah it's a war and instead of saying it's a duty fight mm-hmm. of my life um so yeah it's a war it's the fiercest fire fight of my life and you started it you started it oh um and and then in like the verse it goes oh i can't my pain fits in the palm of your freezing hand taking mine but it's been promised to another oh i can't so instead of so to me it sounds more like i'm cheating i can't do it i can't do it but it feels right to me right now. So oh, I'm gonna instead do of it. the first, it's yeah, a instead oh, of saying can. like okay. Gosh damn. Sorry guys. I'm I'm this I'm fine. Fine. It's, it's your podcast. You can podcast. say or not say I just want to, I just want to um chat. the I can't, like it adds like so much extra meaning to me, or instead of like the the go, mm-hmm. gosh damn or whatever, like that just makes it sound like she's vibing and she's like, Oh, I like this, but the yeah. oh I can't makes it sound yeah. more like I know that this is wrong, but I'm just going to roll with it because I think it feels right right now.
1: So I read, which again, I think, well, I think you said at the beginning of our conversation that you feel like some of the like connections between these songs are more of like an afterthought or like stretch. Mm -hmm. But I saw one thing that said that they thought that it was like this would be the, well, I guess it would be, no, not Esty's point of view. It'd be the mistress's point of view in. Mm. Um, nobody, no crime. In nobody, no crime. It could so, be. So that would be like three, not three friends, I guess, but that would be, this would be the mistress. Nobody, no crime would be mm. the best friend and then tolerate it would be the wife. Um. But again, I feel like that fits as an afterthought, not as the yeah. like.
0: Intention. Like, I, I think in the nicest way possible that if Taylor had meant it that way, she would talk about it because she'd be pretty proud of it. Mm-hmm. um Because like if she's willing to talk about the like the loose connection between Dorothea and Tis the Damn Season, mm-hmm. I feel like she'd be like, oh, and then there's another trilogy, guys, between yeah. This one's like best friendship and this and between the mistress and SD, yeah, yeah, and like and we don't get to hear the man's perspective this time because it doesn't matter, whatever. Because yeah. But also, I don't know, have you ever listened to the Dolby stems of any Taylor Swift songs? Mm-mm. So if you have Apple Music, which I don't, but I hear these things on uh, on TikTok, TikTok all the time. There's this feature on Apple Music and you can find them on YouTube where it just pulls all the harmonies. So you're listening to these songs and they sound completely different. And listening oh. to the Dolby stems of Ivy, where it's just like the harmonies, it's... A, it's a new experience. It's beautiful. Oh, beautiful, up, beautiful. And it, it made me appreciate the song way more. Next we have Cowboy Like Me. Throw I, away. I, it, it grew on me. I like it. Eh. It doesn't mean anything. Like I it's... don't like it.
1: Mostly, okay. William
0: Bowery a... allegedly read it, wrote it too. Eh. Eh.
1: Yeah, I don't. I feel like there's a lot of like. Like, I know that Taylor Swift has said that she has, like, notes in her phone where she writes clever turns of phrase that she wants to use in a song or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is just, like, a list of them. Like, tricks up my sleeve.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, cowboy like me. The um, Let's see. There's just a few lines in here that I'm just kind of, like, I feel like you just, like, wanted to use that line. I
0: think think with the exception of... um, of champagne problems when she gets really, really theme heavy, like really like story Mm -hmm. heavy, like, let me take you to like a different world or whatever. Mm -hmm. I normally like check out a little bit. And so like cowboy, like me, I'm like, okay, so she's a Bonnie and Clyde type band. Right. And, and this guy and like, like, all right, it sounds good. I don't skip it. It did grow on me. I love Marcus Mumford.
1: So that was the other disappointment is that obviously I love Mumford and Sons, right? I'm like a, I'm a lady in my thirties. Of course I love Mumford and Sons. Um, So that was like, I don't know, I want a more Mumford. I always, also I Mumford. wanted better lyrics from a Mumford and Sons collab. <laughs>
0: yes. Give me better lyrics. Anyway, that was a cowboy like me.
1: Oh, and I have to say, one of my pet peeves, this song starts with it. And this is something which I shouldn't even say the name because I know so many people love her on Instagram and she makes beautiful, meaningful, lovely artwork. But Morgan Harper Nichols does this all the time where she starts something with and like it'll be an inspirational post or something. And it'll say like, and the most important thing is to love yourself. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why is there? And why can't you just say the most important thing is to love yourself?
0: I know that that must be really hard for a copyright lawyer like yourself to hear. I do for- remember there was like an article about Taylor Swift starting the word and, and it was like, what is the songwriting, whatever. And it was like a trending topic on Twitter because people were like loving the article or hating the article. With Cowboy not-
1: Like Me? Mm-hmm. Oh, I should look that up because yeah, I have thoughts on it. And my thoughts are that I don't like it. Like it's, it, you. you can just say, The tennis court was covered up with some tent like thing, Mm
0: -hmm. but and and were me and her right, right in the middle of the story. But did we need to hear the story? I don't know. Long story
1: short is one of my favorite songs on the album. I'm jumping. Okay.
0: I'm a opposite. What? Yeah, I don't love it. Okay. Oh, wait, real quick. Um, William Bowery had nothing to do with cowboy like me. But he did have something to do with Coney Island. I just looked up the, uh, the wiki. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, oh, cowboy like me,
1: like,
0: all right, he can. <laughs> Let, let's talk about it some more. He's um, done better than that. <laughs> long story short. Sounds like a throwaway from 1989 to me, but I do love the subtle drag of a uh, Kim and Kanye, even though I do like them individually. Um, I love this song. I love you know so in which I'm referring to. I've heard of <laughs> the it <subtle> <laughs> yeah. The the past me. I'm I want to tell you not to. Oh, get I thought locked. you were asking Connie's if I had heard of the things. Kim and Kanye drama, <laughs> oh. and I was like, yes. Well, let me take about. you back to a time. <laughs> 2016. Okay, the worst day of my life on Twitter. Um.
1: Oh, okay. Sorry. Yes, you're asking if I knew. Yes. <laughs> Well, mostly the, I feel like the chorus, like that makes sense. Just the falling from a pedestal, Mm -hmm. climbing, like clawing back up.
0: Um, I like it's fine. I don't, I never reach for it, but if it is on, I don't skip it. Wait, are you saying, sorry, the line that you like
1: specifically is that your nemeses will defeat themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um... The Another line, great fan cam moment
0: on TikTok.
1: Oh, uh, I love no more tug of war. Now I just know there's more.
0: Oh, yes. my waves meet your
1: shore ever and ever more. Oh, I I like this song. I love it.
0: I um, I do like it, and I do always love a uh, a song, uh, album title title high yeah. end. Anyway, and then
1: I drop my sword. Threw it in the bushes and knocked on your Should maybe I keep
0: singing. Please, that's in... why I invited you. That is... <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Next, we have Marjorie, a song that I know I'm supposed to love, but I also skip it. It. Maybe if it was my grandma, maybe I would like love it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think uh... it's a fine song. I'm happy for her that she did it, but. And I do, um, did you know that Marjorie sings on the song? I did know that, but I didn't, I didn't know that when I first listened to it.
1: Could have been the chicks for all I I have known. Could have been,
0: could have been a S.T. Heim. It could have yet again. Could have been Marcus Mumford. (laughs) Could have. They took one of her grandma's old like opera records and then like kind of like overlaid it a little bit. That's really sweet. It's a fine song. I saw somebody have it on their uh, Spotify wrapped and I was like, girl, what were you going through this year? Are you okay? Is everything fine? <laughs> I like, I truly like went on her Instagram and I was like, did she lose a grandma this year? And I like scrolled Aww. through. Nope. Nope. She just loved it. It's a banger. A banger in it. her book.
1: Um, Where's the line? Sorry, this is part of having me on the pod to talk about a CD. I have to find my favorite lyric from each song. Um, n- not every song, but um, I should have asked you how to be. I love that line. Yeah. I do I love lot like of, the. Oh what I think a lot of us feel that way when we like lose a grandparent. Like, mm-hmm. asked you to write it down for me. Yep. Asked you how to be. Like, I think that's really beautiful.
0: Does Taylor Swift have cousins? I feel like we would have heard. Of- from them by now
1: yeah i have no idea does i forget she has a
0: brother does taylor swift has cousins uh i'm seeing taylor swift what it's really like to be taylor swift's second cousin her and Katy perry are ninth cousins but aren't we all are we all ninth cousins at some point Um, does not seem like she has cousins that I could find. That's something we and her have in common. You don't have any cousins? No, I don't have any cousins, but I'm really quirky. I'm really quirky like that. Anyway. Um, Mary, you are so quirky. I'm really quirky, really unique. Uh, I like, uh, this is going to sound really wild. Okay. I started listening to Christmas music before Halloween day. Why? Yeah. Like uh, before Halloween, I like, I couldn't even wait, you know, You're I'm just, so I'm really quirky, really original. I hate okay, the wait. moist. Okay. Wait, tell me pizza is concrete, my life. What's your favorite season? One, two, three winter. Is that what we're supposed to say? Fall? Oh, fall. <laughs> anyway, this is something that Brandon and I have joked about before. Sorry, team. Anyway, Marjorie, <laughs> Why I was wondering if she had any, any cousins was Taylor Swift. It seems like she got all these heirlooms from this woman. Was she the favorite grandchild? Oh, yeah, she was. But if she's the only girl grandchild, then that's an easy, easy competition, you know? Um, Anyway, that's Marjorie. Next, is it Closure? Let's see. Closure. A song that I liked initially, and now it's just hard on the ears. I would love. It's why I want a long pond session from her because I need, um, a, a non pots and pans banging edition of closure.
1: Yeah. Also, I feel like so many of her, like so many Taylor Swift songs are her closure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's like interesting to hear her being like, I don't need your closure. <laughs> like
0: People I think
1: don't, I don't that, that it's a, last a
0: word from you. Yeah. People think um, that it's about Calvin Harris. Um, especially when she like puts on the British accent, like, Yes, I got your letter. Yes, I'm doing oh. better. Um but I am as somebody who like is always talking about what every Taylor Swift song is about, I'm very firmly in the camp that even when they're not these concept albums like evermore folklore, that she just like writes stuff. Like she just kind of comes yeah. up with an, an idea and then writes. So yeah. I don't
1: know. Yeah, she mentions um, drinking beer in the song, which is a variation for Taylor. I feel like usually if she's going to talk about drinking, it's wine or champagne. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of an interesting one. That the I think mostly just rhymed with
0: tears and beers, but but we appreciate it no, nonetheless. Taylor Swift is having a good time. She had a beer. She had a beer. <laughs> um. The other day, I never mind, never mind. I'll save it. Have you ever? I don't even know what movie it's from. Maybe it's just something that me and my all my like high school friends said growing up. Like whenever we would see somebody stupid, like an underclassman doing something stupid, we'd always say, "I remember my first beer," or something. Like we'd always say that.
1: Oh, that's funny.
0: I like that. (laughs) I said that in front of my friends the other day because we just saw somebody acting really stupid. I guess. "Eh, I remember my first beer, and they were like so concerned. And I'm like, oh my gosh! You're like, no, it's like uh, a, it's a joke. Well, like it's just like it's a joke saying like, oh, they must be like a lightweight. Like this must be like their first time drinking. You know, my because favorite, they're acting
1: dumb. when there's like a that's what she said thing. I always say, oh, that was my nickname in high school. And the number of people that are like, really? How? How was that your nickname in high? You know, I'm like, oh, that it's a, it's a joke that my nickname it's- in high school wasn't actually you know. Yeah.
0: It's um whole or I don't know something stupid like whole. I'm glad that nobody in high school called you whole. Yeah. Anyway, next let's talk about Evermore featuring um, Bonnie Bear. A song I really like.
1: Evermore is really beautiful. I think it um I think it uh thematically, I think it it meshes very well with um I Mary
0: my brain is fried I need like the folklore album like track list now I don't know the only thing I really take away from evermore other than that it's a pretty song is just the fact that it has a jump scare in it which is a uh, Bonnie bear like coming in and completely changing the song like halfway through like you're you're on this like low wave with Taylor you're riding yeah. the Taylor wave you know that he's coming in but you're yeah. thinking it's just gonna be much of the same and then it this was can I think of all that right. yeah. Um, and it's truly like, like when you're in sixth grade and you open up something and it's just like, yeah, the red dot. And then it like, like a card is the exorcist Um, coming up.
1: But I mean, I felt the same way about exile where it was like, what is this? Like his part felt so the step right out. Yeah. Um, okay. I feel like evermore uh links to this is me trying Mm -hmm. I could see it just like thematically just the -hmm. um I don't know maybe more themes of like mental health kind of thing mm um kind of thing
0: I I'll have to. I guess I'll have to give it another another listen through that lens but i really do love evermore it's really beautiful so that's the end of the full album um and then next we have the uh two bonus tracks and then 17 remixes of willow which we did not need but um (laughs) let's talk about track number 16 do you ever wonder if Elvira remixed a song when i heard girl at home i did have like the wikipedia thing like popped up but i was like This is an Elvira production. And yep, yep, it was was Elvira just doing her thing. I don't know what she owes Taylor Swift. Again, women supporting women, but why that woman? I don't get it. Why Um, the loyalty to Elvira? Who is she? What did Taylor do to her on accident? Did she accidentally run over her dog or something one day? I don't know. I don't like Right Where You Left Me. So I didn't like it. I also, okay, so all of the bonus tracks to folklore and Evermore I didn't like. And I still don't like the lakes. I still don't like this other one that it's time to go. But recently, right where you left me grew on me because I... let me let me give a quick warning and a disclaimer. I am a competent human being. I have comprehension skills. (laughs) When somebody says that they are straight, I believe them. Somebody, when somebody says, I don't want rumors about me and Carly class to fly around anymore. I believe them and I take their word and I go, you know what? Yeah, it's gross. It's gross that people keep putting this relationship on them, you know? Yeah. I, I know how to respect people, I would like, okay. to, I would like to say. But I recently saw a, a little fan cam thing on TikTok talking about, and it was just like a, ta- a Taylor fan mm-hmm. account. And it was clips of Carly Kloss's wedding over right where you left me and it all fit. The glass shattered on the white cloth like that's what she keeps repeating. Everybody moved on. That's what they do at Jewish weddings, and they did that mm-hmm. at Carly Claus's wedding, where it's just like the glass shattered on the white cloth. Everybody. Okay, but they on. do that at like millions of weddings. Yes, but like everything just kind of yeah fit, and I don't believe it's true. But if one day, when Taylor Swift is seventy, and she writes her her memoir seven like, husbands of evelyn hugo style yeah and then it's like guess what guys you were onto something but we we couldn't confirm it for x y and z reason i really alluded to it and right where you left me i would go okay all right that makes sense i've never believed that if she was to come out it would be via song mm-hmm. and all these people who like code these things it's like oh dress is about carly claus this is about Carly Kloss. Betty is about Carly Kloss. I'm like, give me a break. Give Taylor Swift a break. She has said before, like, she does not identify that way. If she did, that's great. But she said that she doesn't. But the glass shattered on the white cloth. Everybody moved on. But I stared right where you left me. And then the, I bet you got a wife out there, kids and Christmas. But like, all of it, it just fits. The, the hypothetical very fake confirmed by taylor swift to be false situation <laughs> so then i had a newfound appreciation for it and i do like her vocals in the song
1: i do mostly I just like the chorus like it's very uh mm-hmm.
0: it always uh, turned me off in the beginning like i think i never gave it yeah. a fair chance because the i first- hate that first line yeah, the first verse is like very corny, where it's just like friends yeah. break up, friends get, friends married, get married, strangers yeah. get bored, strangers get buried. Yeah, it's like okay, thanks Toby Keith. I don't know. Yes, but <laughs> but it recently grew on me. Right where you left me is a good one. It's time to go. I know she was very hurt by Sco- Scooter and Scott. Mm-hmm. You think? I don't- I don't, I don't need her to really talk about it via song that much anymore. Like, it seemed like, um, my tears ricochet was such a perfect way to, to phrase it. And mad woman and even hoax. Like it was such like a mad, these are my feelings. Yeah. I'm going to cut you like a knife. You effed me over the world should know about it. Yeah. And then six months after the fact to be like, I have a couple more ideas about how a uh, scooter brawn screwed me over. Do you like that song? Do I know? Yeah. Okay. Then that's where where we'll leave that. Yeah, I know. Like, what, is, what is your favorite on the album?
1: Oh, Mary, you're not going to like it.
0: Is it Dorothea?
1: No. I'm pulling up the track list just to make sure. Marjorie? No, probably. Huh? Is it Marjorie? It's probably long story short.
0: I appreciate that. It's just not the song for me. I appreciate it for what it is. Unlike Dorothea where I'm like, I don't appreciate this for what it is. I don't want it.
1: (laughs) Is yours Coney Island?
0: No, Gold Rush. No, 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 no. Tis the damn season. Tis the damn
1: season. Oh, that's right. Okay. And then champagne
0: problems. Mm, I'm going to put, sorry, that was bad audio. Let me rank it. I'm going to say Tis a Damn Season, Champagne Problems, Gold Rush, Coney Island, um, Tolerate It, Evermore, Happiness, everything else. I feel like our lists
1: are like an inverse of one another. I I love, let's see, I'd probably go long story short and then happiness and then gold rush.
0: Three fine songs. And I do love gold rush. Yeah. I just need to get to the bottom of the Eagles thing. Once I can get closure about the Eagles situation, I'll be a lot happier. I don't need your closure.
1: Yes. I got your letter. I'm doing better.
0: I need okay. the closure. I need the closure. It cut deep to know you. right? And now. if you were to cut um, two songs, what would you cut?
1: Um, I would for sure cut Cowboy Like Me. Um,
0: I'd probably cut Cowboy Like Me and No Body, No Crime. Okay, solid. And would you... What's one folklore song that you think you would switch out for an Evermore song?
1: Um, I would probably take out, see, I struggle with this one because I really don't like The Last Great American Dynasty. And I know so many people love that song, Mm -hmm. but that one would fit better on Evermore. Yeah, I would. I would honestly probably swap Last Great
0: American Dynasty and like Gold Rush. Mm-hmm. or I mean, happiness i think happiness would be a really good one on on folklore
1: on folklore i, I would also fit take illicit affairs and stuff it up someone's butt i don't know anyone's i just get rid of it and then
0: feel free to stuff it up my butt i like that song and i'll keep it okay <laughs> <laughs> brand i'm so tired i'm so sleepy anyway Is there anything else we have to talk about to chat? I don't think so. I've
1: been saving these four chocolate covered cinnamon bears because I already ate one or two while we were talking, but I didn't want too much chomping. I didn't know how much sound
0: it was picking up. So you're a dedicated podcaster. Thank you.
1: Everybody. Um, Oh, I'm a professional in my line of work at the lawyer office. You have to be.
0: I honestly, I think that when you are a lawyer and like you've passed the bar and stuff, you're allowed to just no, I whatever A-bar, you want.
1: Not the bar. You passed a bar.
0: Sorry. For legal reasons, which you know about. You passed a bar. For legal A-bar. reasons, which I do know about for
1: uh, trademark uh, purposes as an Esquire, because I work as a copywriter. Um, I passed I passed a bar um,
0: a while ago. I'm proud um, of you. I've been so proud of you. But I do have to operate as a professional. Yes. Um, but I think if you are a lawyer, you're allowed to eat whatever you want in your office. Anyway, everybody, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the, I just want to chat podcast. I'm Mary. Brandon, do you want people to find you on the internet? Oh, sure. They should you can... because you have such cool thrift shop videos. Not that <laughs> makes it sound like you're doing like tri- tributes. Can I oh, talk about that sure. for a
1: second? Because the yes. other day my dad came over to help me with a gardening project. And I truly do mean one second. And he goes, Hey, brand, you're going to love this. There's this, this new song out about shopping at <laughs> thrift stores. And I'm like, I was like, no kidding. What's it called? I thought there was like a new song. He's like, no, it's by this guy named uh, Macklemore. And I was like, wait, dad, that song
0: came out like 10 years ago. <laughs> that song was definitely out when I was in high school. Like 100%. He's like, oh,
1: it's, it's a crack up. I heard it on the radio.
0: Anyways, um, Total crack up. My daughter listens to the kids bot version all the time. And lately I've been doing like a clean out of everything, like preparing for Christmas influx, mm-hmm. whatever. And she was like hating that I was throwing any of her toys away, like hating it. And then I told her, I'm like, these are going to a thrift shop. And she got so excited. She goes, the thrift shop. And she goes <laughs> like, she's just very excited. Um, I, aren't you all glad that I told you that story about my four-year-old? Yes.
1: So I, Nobody cares about your kids, Mary. this year to thrift all of my clothes. So I didn't buy any new clothes this year and I thrifted all of them. And now I make reels about all the crap that I thrift.
0: It's very inspiring as somebody who's sitting in a closet currently full of junk that I, I don't touch. I just, you know, keep wearing the same stuff from my hamper. Um, I'm very inspired by inspired by Brandilyn's, uh, efforts to shop ethically and uh, keep the environment and in, in her noggin while shopping. Oh
1: thanks.
0: And and you know she's probably saving a bunch of money too and not just spending it at old navy when they give her super cash and you're like, oh it's such a good deal. But is it really a good deal? Is it really because normally when you shop at Old Navy and there's not super cash, things are discounted like 40% at least. Right. But then during super cash time, they take away all the discounts, and then you're just left with the super cash. And you're like, it's oh, I got to spend cash. the super cash. And you just end up spending more. So I don't really even know if it's a good deal. Brand Do one. you want an insider secret? <laughs> Did you used to work this at the Old Navy? Huh? Did you used to work there? No.
1: Um, thr- I was just going to say, thrift shops are filled with Old Navy
0: clothes. <laughs> Old Navy and Lularo leggings, I've heard. I'm on my way. A lot of
1: Lularo. If you want to buy anything Lularo, hit up your local thrift store.
0: I genuinely love my two LulaRo pencil skirts.
1: Mary, I will I will cover your little hiney
0: with so much LuLaRoe you won't be able to. I'm just saying they're very well constructed. I mean, and I don't have like one with like hot dogs on it or whatever. I just have a, a black <laughs> one. <laughs> I just have a black LuLaRoe pencil skirt and then like one that's like a very subtle classy yeah. floral that i got both from like clothing swap situations or no one of them my friend elizabeth sent to me anyway if if you ever see a lulu row pencil skirt in a normal print i'm not advising you get any crazy prints but if you ever see one in a normal print you have to grab it okay it's flattering it sucks you in if you care about that It makes me feel more comfortable than i am anyway get a lulu row skirt buy a I'm bloody buddy it. cup use my code want to chat for 10 percent off your purchase follow us on tiktok at, at i just want to chat podcast follow us on instagram at, at i just want to chat podcast join our facebook group by um what's it called i just want to chat podcast oh. then, or i think on facebook let's just i just want to chat go there click join i'll let you in um and then you can come chat with us and subscribe like comment love me forever until i die find brandolin on the internet by going to at
1: the brandolin
0: the brandolin spell it out sweetie (laughs) b-r-a-n-d-i-l-y-n i'm surprised that you weren't able to just get brandolin handle at brandolin
1: do you know when i got instagram in like you know 2012 or whatever um I I felt like it needed to be something like a little more clever. And yeah, in hindsight, I'm like, I should have just done Brandilyn.
0: I hate myself for not getting the at Mary handle. Oh my gosh. Because I got an Instagram like right when it came out. That makes me sound stupid. But like I got it when I was like a sophomore in high school. Yeah, totally. Like Obama had only been president for like two years. Like it was on the ground floor. I so could have gotten the at Mary handle, but I didn't. Alas.
1: And then sold it for like $10,000 to...
0: You think I could be sold that easily?
1: No, I want the prestige. No, I meant ten million. I feel like Doctor Evil when he's like ten million dollars, and everyone starts laughing. They're like, "Oh,
0: that's not that." Like that's not a lot of money now, Doctor Evil. Brandilyn, thank you for coming on and joining me in this uh, Doctor Evil discussion. Mm -hmm. Everybody, we'll see you when we see ya. Love ya. Bye.